Good evening and welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm your host, Riley Bird. If you're new, follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That's l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d f-l-o-c-k dot com. If you're already in the Bird Flock cult, make sure to spread the word and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. All right, let's get to it. Well, my bird flock, I have some unfortunate news. Uh, first off, I'm still in braces. Yes, you heard me correctly. I am not diligent about wearing my elastics, so my orthodontist has threatened to uh, cancel my next appointment. So... If you guys decide to harass me online and remind me to wear my elastics, I would not be mad about it. Let's get this show on the road. Secondly, uh, there has been some buzzing in the only Sphanosphere. And all at once, a finger snapped, and the lamentation of thousands of whores was heard across the galaxy. I do think it's pretty wrong for the company itself. OnlyFans is the company that I'm talking about, just in case you didn't get my bizarro uh, Marvel fans reference. They don't have, for those of you who are not aware, this company does not have an organic search function. And what that means is that when you go onto the site, you have to have the exact domain for which you are searching for to get to the page that you're looking for. So what that means is that every creator on OnlyFans had to curate their own fan base. Now, I'm not claiming that sex workers made OnlyFans famous because at this point, that is a verifiable fact. Um, Porn really drives innovation. It's part of the reason why the internet was created. You can go ahead and look that up if you're feeling froggy. But the fact that they use creators as their free marketing and then when convenient to them, pull the rug out from under them is super messed up. Now, I am not going to lament this dirty double cross because I'm definitely not bringing enough people to that site to even quibble about, you know, how this affects me. However, I can recognize when someone is not being treated fairly. And that is the situation where a lot of these creators um, find themselves in. However, a large portion of sex work does not make money. But I think that if you take into account the amount of startups and businesses that people try and start, that's pretty common. The bell curve exists for a reason. And what I mean by that is that, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable in stating that I am definitely not in the top percent of OnlyFans as it stands right now. And I know for a fact that I do not make a livable income off of that site. There, I said it. I don't know if anybody else is going to, you know, really cop to the amount that they make because 
frankly, financial things I don't think should be shared as publicly, but I am making less than minimum wage on OnlyFans. It truly is a labor of love. Now, what that means is there are at least 70% of people creating on OnlyFans that are not making jack shit. So they're their own marketing agent. They are their own publicist. They are their own editor. They are their own photographer in most cases. And for a company to pay out the degree that they do, that's not entirely surprising. I am also working for a live streaming company, and they take a significantly higher cut, but they do the marketing, they do the advertising, and essentially all I have to show do is, uh, <laughs> all I have to show up and do is be entertaining, which is not really a feat for me most days, but is trying on others. And I feel, honestly, that's a pretty fair arrangement, you know? Hey there. Were you wondering where you can find those not-safe-for-work links that I definitely uh, have curated? Well, that can be found at links.birdflock.com, and you're going to want to go all the way down to a thing that says good times, because that's where good times are had. And... Again, that's going to be L-I-N-K-S dot B-Y-R-D F-L-O-C-K dot com. So I guess to kind of wrap it up, OnlyFans uh, wanted to be a competitor to Patreon originally, and that wasn't making them money. So adult creators or sex workers brought a bunch of traffic to their site and then once they decided that they wanted investors to do something safe for work, they decided to try and pull the rug out from under the people that essentially made them a household name. So we've covered a major company eating crow. Now time to discuss some audience inquiries that, man, I am just getting so tongue tied. I don't even have my, uh, my retainer on as, uh, I told you guys earlier, I have been punished and I have braces and these annoying uh, elastics for another six weeks. So, you know, definitely judge me loudly uh, on all social media that you guys follow me on because I need to be held accountable for that, clearly. Anyway, I've had a couple audience members ask me why it's called 3 a.m. thoughts when I never upload at 3 a.m. And that's because I'm nocturnal. And as I tried to explain to my orthodontist the other day, she said, how's your day going? And I said, oh, it's pretty good. It just started. Mind you, this is at like 1.30 p.m. And she goes, oh, your day just started. And I said, yeah, I'm nocturnal. And she said, you are awake? During the day, and I said, no, that's the very opposite of, of nocturnal. I'm awake at night. And she said, oh, well, when do you go to bed? And I said, 6 a.m. And the look on her face spelled out the abject horror that is that. But, I mean, you can ask, well, I mean, I guess you could if you knew who my family was. But if you asked my family, they would say, I've always been nocturnal. I've always been like this. And I thrive 
in an evening and graveyard shift. Unfortunately, society as it stands refuses to accommodate uh, the nocturnal persons that live and pay taxes in its realm. So I would like to advocate for a 24-hour society. I think people should be allowed to choose if they want to be awake during the day in the sunlight or at night as they should see fit. And there are plenty of animals to, you know, show. Like, nature doesn't exist during only the daylight hours. There are plenty of animals that exist almost exclusively in the night. For example, raccoons, leopards, you know, my favorite, leopards, uh, coyotes. Basically, most intermediate predators operate at night because who's operating during the daylight hours? You guessed it, the big dogs, wolves, lions, all kinds of uh, monsters. And... Let me just real quick fact check that because I don't want to be like, oh, lions are during the day. Lions are considered nocturnal. Most but not all of their hunting is night. Well, that is unfortunate for all of those poor leopards and hyenas and other animals that are really just trying to get their, get their food on. Honestly, it makes sense, though, because... Predators would have the advantage at night because herbivores use sight to keep, you know, most predators from getting them. That's why their eyes are on the side so that they have, um, I want to say it's like 260 degree vision, most of them. It's really crazy. For example, uh, rabbits have, I'm going to double check that. Rabbits have 360 degrees of vision. That's terrifying. I I don't want to live in a world where I have 360 degree vision. Some things should just be unseen. That's just crazy. Um, rodents. Rodents are primarily nocturnal. Uh, so any parents out there thinking, oh, yeah, I should get little Timmy a rabbit or I should get little Timmy a gerbil, probably more like. Uh, I mean, I had a rabbit as a kid, but that might just be more of like a rural kid pet. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking of getting a, a hamster or a gerbil and you think that you're going to be able to sleep through their scratching and gnawing and, you know, rodent shenanigans, you've got another thing coming. I mean, I, as you may have noticed from the last episode, had a turtle. And nocturnals, and turtles are diurnal, which means they are awake during the day. So when I am at school and running around, um, my turtle is getting into shenanigans, and that never stopped me from being able to sleep, except that was when I was under the confines of the uh, public schooling system. And so, you know... If I had it my way, I would have had night classes, they would have been online, and I would have been doing all sorts of art things, and I don't know, I probably would have been fostering animals if the state hadn't forced me to reread books that I had already read. Yeah, that's the state of the schooling system now. But let's not try and lament over the poor policies of the government, because 
you know, as we probably all know, anytime the government gets their sticky little paws into something, they like to wreck it because that's their prerogative. So I do all of my cleaning of the entire house at midnight. And that is a problem because my partner would very much like to just be up and awake, um, mostly during, you know, the afternoon and evening. And here I am making sure that this podcast, the dishes, the vacuuming, all of that happens between 1230 and 3am. And he's really not a big fan of it. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's just coded into my DNA at this point. Like, I see the sun and I think to myself, yeah, we should probably sleep through that. Like, that is not the vibe. Hello, bird flock. It's time for a fabulous flock fact. Have you heard of Araya? I hadn't until I stumbled upon the Urban Rescue Ranch on YouTube. These birds are flightless South American cousins of the emu and ostrich. And as the largest birds in South America, the flightless Araya stand an impressive four feet tall. Despite their fluffy appearance, Rhea have quite the temper, often roaring and biting their keepers. For more facts, and to check out my not-safe-for-work content, go ahead and head on over to the Good Times link at the bottom of links.birdflock.com. Again, that's going to be l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d-f-l-o-c-k dot com. Now back to the show. And I know some of you are probably thinking, oh, well, it's just an environmental thing. I have held so many bizarre and unrelated jobs that at this point I would have found a way to integrate properly into diurnal society if it were at all possible. You know, um, and for those of you that are not steeped in bird flock lore, I actually grew up on a farm and... Everybody thinks that you need to, you know, wake up at the crack of dawn with the chickens and, you know, do all of this stuff. But I have been farm sitting now for the last, I don't know, probably, oh God, what year is it now? I don't know, almost a decade now, because Jesus, I'm that old. Um, And something that I found in recent years, because I used to just kill myself trying to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to get everything done. And it only clicked into place when I started, uh, you know, work as a stripper. You can do all of that backwards. Yep. Completely cracked the code, you guys. So it turns out that you can do all of those things backwards. Now, if you need to deal with crops and water systems, that's probably something that you're going to need like a daytime person uh, to work on and then have some sort of communication between your day and night shift. But most things can be done backwards. I'll explain what I mean. So a regular person would wake up at five o'clock in the morning, feed the chickens, go about the day, make sure things aren't fucked up. uh, Everything's fed, everything's watered. And then they would go about their day. And then, I don't know, probably around noon, you take care of yourself, uh, which is usually not the case in my family. I feel like most of the time it ends up being like three, four or five. That's around lunchtime. And then dinner is significantly later. However, in the evening, you do it all over again, right? 
So what I found is that you just start the chores in the evening and then stay up until the morning chores, which, by the way, gives me an edge on nocturnal predators, as we talked about earlier. So coyotes beware. I am a deadly shot with that bow. However, in the morning, you check everybody, you make sure everything's good, you let the chickens out because chickens need to be put in a coop. For those of you who are not chicken people, they have to be put in at night because they are dumb, dumb birds and they need the protection of wood and steel. So you let those birds out and everything's good to go, right? You have presumably some sort of livestock guardian uh, in the form of a dog or donkey because that's a thing. If you didn't know about that, look it up. They're delightful. And you sleep between the hours of, say, like eight in the morning till like four or five in the afternoon, wake up, have your breakfast of the eggs that you collected this morning, and then check everybody real quick, make sure things haven't gone horribly awry, and then you go back to sleep until the nighttime. No more working in the heat of the day. No more, you know, dealing with buzzing insects around your face. Those all go away at night. Too cold. You ever notice flies in the dead of night? I certainly haven't. So there you are, guys. We need nocturnal farmers. And I know that these, you know, agricultural fat cats, which honestly, (laughs) is that real? Are there like maybe five people that own like most of the farms? But anyway, we'll get into that. So just have a nighttime farmer, somebody that like checks up on the place during the night. And I am the perfect person for that. So I have had no shortage of farm sitting jobs. People love to go on vacation. And turns out, if you want to go on vacation bad enough, you don't really care at what time the help does the work as long as it's at the two approved times, which is morning and night. Now, in which order is never truly specified. And I have found that I can do all of these things efficiently, if not more so efficiently, than when I used to try and force myself to get up at five o'clock in the morning, stagger over, try and make sure to feed everybody. Well, if I'm being honest, I'm not even a person yet. You know, my significant other has asked me questions before when he's just woken me up like, oh, hey, you need to, you know, remember to take out the trash or empty the dishwasher or something. And I am not even back in this realm yet. And then I wake up and I said, you know, I had the most peculiar dream that you asked me to do a bunch of stuff. And at the time seemed completely crazy. It was almost as though you were speaking a foreign language. And that's why you leave notes and physical evidence that you have spoken to someone if you have to wake them up with some sort of task. Or at the very least, tell them the day before. Have a whiteboard system if you live with a nocturnal person and you're a daytime person. Do your best to communicate with this person because... Half the time, when you are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, they are still in the spirit world and have no idea what's going on with you. And a lot of you people are daywalkers. I know you. You think you're diurnal. You think you're like all these regular people, but you have something that uh, kind of makes it a little bit of a tell. And do you want to know what that is? A caffeine addiction. 
Yes, that's right. The person that needs a cup of coffee before you even speak to them in the morning, that person is an imposter and they belong on Team Nocturnal and they just don't want to tell you about it. So give that a little bit of thought and I'll see you ideally on my two week schedule that I have been slacking on. But I'm planning a baby shower that's going to go excellent. It's a woodland animal theme and I'm very excited about it. I'll talk to you guys again in the next episode. Dearest Bird Flock, I once again wanted to thank you for your support. I know that you had a choice of cult, and I'm happy that you chose mine. Don't forget to follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That is l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d f-l-o-c-k dot com. And leave a review wherever you listen. <laughs>